0: If you promptly take the following actions to protect your health and the health of others, please self-isolate immediately in your home. Limit your contact with other members of your household as much as possible. Do not leave your home under any circumstances. If you are showing symptoms such as throat, cough, fever, body aches, shortness of breath, Please call 811 to report your symptoms. You are especially at risk because you have a tiny wiener. It is so small and therefore you will become much sicker than an individual who had, let's say, even an average sight or slightly below average sight weenie because your weenie is so tiny. The CDC is reporting nearly a 100% death rate for people like you who have small wieners. This is especially troublesome for you because your weenie is the smallest weenie in the whole world. You have a tiny wiener.
1: You heard it here first, folks. If you got a tiny wiener, you're fucking dead. (laughs) I got that message in the middle of the night and was terrified. (laughs) How do they know? I
0: love that there's no there's no build to it. It's just like
1: serious,
0: (laughs) serious, serious tiny wiener. (laughs) God, there's some good fucking comedy coming out in the in the wake of being in exile.
1: It's been fun. It's been fun. Have you seen, did you watch any of the SNL last night? No, I I forgot about it. Shit. I didn't didn't either. I didn't either. I don't have high hopes. I feel like that was a really bad idea on their end. Yeah. I didn't see it also. So who, so maybe that's not fair. That's not a fair review. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, But it just seems (laughs) like, what are you doing? You don't need to do this. Why are you doing this? Just don't do it. Just don't do
0: it. Just just maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. I'm holding out hope. Yeah. (laughs) But yep. So we're still in exile. This is our life for the foreseeable future.
1: Forever. We're saying May twentieth. God damn. (sighs) Uh, This is a slog. (laughs) Well, in Texas, they're thinking about lifting a bunch of the restrictions earlier. Which oh, yeah. I don't think is smart. No. I feel like that's uh, Greg Abbott. Um, well, I want to say on his knees, but he's already in a wheelchair. so <laughs> Because he got hit by a tree. He got hit by a tree? Yeah, he got hit by a tree and got paralyzed. That's our governor. Oh, wow. And he's a he's real like, piece of shit. Her.
0: He's like, "You're gonna take my legs away, God? Well, I'm gonna take away everybody's human rights in the state of
1: Texas." That's basically his whole fucking gig. <laughs> God, I, I yeah. Praying for another tree. Um, I know it's fucking.
0: It's sad though when you look at when you look at Texas leadership, and you think, you're as bad as a person as Greg Abbott is, you think, well, at least he's not Dan Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Could be worse.
1: Oh god, I don't want to talk about him
0: on the podcast. Uh, again. No, no,
1: no, I know. It's just, just
0: funny when you think about it. But um how's the Exile? I know it's, it's probably, you know, same old shit.
1: Same old shit. Just watching a ton of Netflix. So <laughs> much Netflix. Yep. Netflix is so good. It's I, especially their documentaries. Their original content. They're they're like dramatic shit. I don't like. Yeah. Typically, I just think it's kind of all derivative. It's all so derivative because it's based off of algorithms. Like, Ozark is just Breaking Bad.
0: Ah, okay. It's Breaking Bad. I haven't watched it. Everybody's been jumping down
1: my throat. They're like, of all the people, I can't believe you ain't watched it. It's good, but it's Breaking Bad. Okay. But in the Ozarks instead of New Mexico. And there's not really a whole lot of drugs. There are drugs, but but it's the same shit. It's just actually that's not true at all. There's a lot of drugs, but they're like in the background. I don't know. It's a little different, but but uh, they're not the they're not the crux of the shows. The
0: crux of Breaking Bad
1: was that he made the
0: best meth in the world.
1: Right, right. It's different a bit, but it's it's Breaking Bad. And what else? The Witcher. The Witcher is Game of Thrones.
0: I, I saw some clips of it and it looked real fucking dumb to me.
1: It but, was pretty. You know. I watched a few episodes and it's pretty good. And I and I know that people that are fans of The Witcher probably just got really mad at me for saying that it's just Game of Thrones. But I'm talking about the because it's you know it's based off of a video game and some books and some and, and stuff that people really love. But. Um, that's what Game of Thrones is too. <laughs> Hashtag fuck around. <laughs> and uh, Netflix just kind of stepped in and was like, "Oh, we'll just do our own, because that thing's winding down. We'll get Superman <laughs> to do it. It'll be fine, and we'll just do it again. Everyone will have their hole filled."
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I have no interest
1: in that show at all. I saw some. You're not gonna. Movies you're not going to make a joke about filling the hole filled well you said it said everyone has their hole filled and you just kind of dropped that hot potato well I was letting you have your moment all right
0: all right. <laughs> you made the joke everybody's going to have their hole filled <laughs> everybody's going to have something in their hole
1: <laughs> see there we go here we go <laughs> this is what we call <laughs> <laughs> This is the Good content we crave. Uh, how's, uh, you got an Xbox? How's the how's the world of of gaming? It's
0: you- dope. I haven't had one since college. I think my my Xbox 360 got the red ring of death in like 2009. Dang, that's early. Yeah, so it only lasted like two years before it crapped out on me. It sucks. Yeah, so I just so I was like, fuck this, fuck this bullshit. Everybody I knew that that played video games did nothing but play video games. So I was like, I don't need that shit in my life. So I haven't had a gaming console since 2009, and now that there's lo- nothing to do, like it's not like oh I, well, on no now I got all this time to do all this other stuff I keep putting off. No, there's there's nothing to do. So I got an Xbox One X. And I got Game Pass, and I got Xbox Gold Live, and I got GTA 5 and Madden, the greatest game in the world. NBA 2K20. So I'm just diving back into the world of playing video games, and it's been a shitload of fun. Yeah. How do Uh, you like Madden? I love Madden. Madden's my favorite game. I love football, though.
1: I don't know. I don't think I understand football (laughs) enough to to be good at it. I'm so... Bad at Madden, and the buttons aren't responsive. I don't understand. Like, it's like I I hit Y and it like waits to throw it. And I know he's got to do something first, but it's like no, I want you to just do it now. I don't know. Don't complete <laughs> nah, the run. Don't I complete the that. run. You'll be covered by the time you complete the run. You're fucking slow. <laughs>
0: That's fucking, I love that game so, so much. My dad Uh,
1: always just kicks my ass on it. It pisses me off.
0: You always just give, if you're throwing the ball, make sure you you know where the middle linebacker is and you know where the safety is. Don't throw over the top. If the safety's
1: in coverage over the top, don't throw over the middle. If the middle linebackers in the middle. Yes. You already, you already said a bunch of shit that I kind of understand because I played football for a few years, but, uh, if I yeah, were yeah, show you, you understand football you... more than me. So we'll I, hop on I've lived show you. now,
0: we'll hop on together and I'll show you what I mean. It'll completely change the way you you throw the ball in Madden. Ugh, You'll be much game. better. You'll be much You should better.
1: play hockey. Let's play hockey. The hockey I'm game down. super. A, I've fun.
0: never played it before, but I'm down. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I'll give it the old shot
1: <laughs> I get a lot of penalties when I play that game because what I don't fuck give a <laughs> <laughs> <I don't
0: know>. <laughs> <laughs> a- you caught me off guard big time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh- <laughs> that was great. We're losing our fucking minds, everybody. I shaved We're my fucking head.
1: head. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was like I. That <laughs> 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 hates getting so mad at me. My mom is so mad at me I tried
0: not to say anything but dog I it, think it looks the thing fine about, the thing about your hair is that it levels out Your face No, it looks fine and I it, look fine Thing for me I also have a fat jaw
1: I look fine
0: <laughs> You look like Murph
1: I look no fuck you I look like Big <laughs> Poppy I look like Big Poppy Big, Big Poppy. Uh, <laughs> Hey let's go take some <laughs> Mofongo Mofongo
0: <laughs> oh, be, right? you should be there. We're going to have more <laughs> It's going to be a big lunch. <laughs> like, fucking God. That's one of my favorite things at Keenan is. Like, it's one of my favorite SNL things. Yeah. <laughs> a big lunch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, your bigness. <laughs> but it'll 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 fucking grow back. It's not that big a deal. My mom. It's not my, a big deal. I just think it's
0: funny, and I'm my, glad you don't have to go anywhere looking like this.
1: Fuck you! I don't look that bad. <laughs> I don't look bad at all. Actually, I like the look. <laughs> Obviously, I I like it more when I have more hair. And I fucked up the back at first and didn't really think about the fact that I could use my phone as a mirror to like <laughs> aim. And so then I was like, wait, I should I should double check, make sure I got everything. And I did. And it was like I was growing a mean rat tail. (laughs) You were a 1995, kid. Yeah, I whistled.
0: That was way too loud. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it was. uh, Somebody on Facebook was posted the, you know, nostalgia post. It was like, hey, you know, come on in here and comment if you had a rat tail in the mid 90s. And one of the kids that commented was like, my mom still has mine in the Ziploc bag. I'm
1: sure my parents have, uh, have, have mine. I know that they had it a while back. It had my your f- rat, your rat tail. I, yeah. Like my first one. Cause I was born with one. I was born and like, my hair was kind of long in the back and it all curled together into like a little fucking curly hair, curly Q hair thing. And, uh, they just let it grow out for a long time, and then after my first haircut, they saved it. Are you lying to me? No, that's fucking wild.
0: I don't know. You were born with dreads. Kinda, yeah. You, you were born as a cultural appropriator. <laughs> no, the Greeks
1: had dreadlocks too. <laughs> well, are you Greek? No, not at all. Need i say more. I was born with it.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. Uh, But I tell you guys a quick little story. So two days ago, Matt and I jumped on here saying we were going to record an episode, but neither one of us really had anything to say. Yeah, Um, because obviously there's not a lot of stimuli going on during quarantine. So
1: and we we don't want
0: to just be depressing. Right. So we had to go get ourselves some fire. And so we decided we're going to review a movie and Matt goes on to Netflix and he's like, well, how about Sling Blade? I've never seen it and I haven't seen it since I was probably like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14. It's been a long, long time, over half my life since I've seen that movie. Um, So I was like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. I think I remember that being a good movie. I I don't know.
1: I don't know what I thought this movie was about. Holy dog shit. And we are absolutely certain that that is not Vincent D'Onofrio.
0: No, it's not. That's Billy Bob Thornton. That's BBT. (laughs) So BBT
1: from Tomball, Texas, baby. Tell you, what? Why is he doing a Vincent D'Onofrio impression throughout that whole. (laughs) So let's oh. just
0: jump right off the bat. A little background on Sling Blade. So Billy Bob Thornton developed Sling Blade as a one-man show <laughs> that was called Swine Before Pearls that he used to perform. You which know what did. I
1: love about that title? It's what? subtlety.
0: Swine Before Pearls. Oh yeah. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: just
0: So then he he developed uh, he Sorry. develops it into a short film. Called some some people call it a sling blade, which then gets funded to become a feature-length film that he writes, directs, and stars in. And I'm just gonna put it out there. This movie fucking sucks.
1: <laughs> I wrote I wrote on this about this movie, the first thing I wrote was, I can't believe 9-11 happened six years after this. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's out of another world, like it's just like 1996, and they were still making movies this bad. Oh my god! Like I, I was
0: asking myself, how the fuck did this win Best Adapted Screenplay?
1: I I looked it up, but I didn't really think to write down who it, what it went up against. Um, well, it, it didn't go up against a lot of bangers. Yeah, uh, there was
0: one that I thought was clearly better, but I can't remember what it was. But all that's null and void because right. I you exactly why this one on Oscar and was nominated for another. And it's because it was distributed by Miramax.
1: Oh, yeah. This yeah.
0: is Harvey. This is a Harvey Weinstein product. This is the prime example of why Harvey was bad for the fucking bad for Hollywood On top of all the horrible shit he did to people, he also got garbage fucking movies pushed down people's throats as well.
1: This movie feels like a graduate student's play that I was forced to go see in 2008. Yes, good call. Like, like it's so overwritten. Oh my god! Like, it's so over. Like, okay, Billy Bob Thornton. Like executive produced this, wrote it, and directed it, and starred in it. This is a Thornton fucking project, and he is just hamming it up, chewing up the screen, chewing mm-hmm. up the set. Mm-hmm. 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 And he's playing. Uh, I think everybody knows generally about it. Maybe some people don't. I certainly didn't know what it was about. I found out. <laughs> I, I I I don't know what I thought it was about. I knew that he ate French fry. I knew that he had a bunch of really big quotes. Ain't got no yeah. gas in it. Ain't got no gas in it.
0: I, like, I reckon potatoes. I like
1: me them French fried potatoes. I knew about all that stuff. Um, but I didn't realize that it was about this guy who had murdered his mother and her boyfriend. And uh, whenever he was a kid with a sling blade. Some call it a Kaiser blade, I call it a sling blade. No, he calls it a Kaiser blade. Some people call it a sling blade. Oh, whatever. <laughs> then why is so the movie called Kaiser Blade? Yeah. Yeah. I mean it was just um that's actually a good question. <laughs> why why is it? Called Sling Blade. He doesn't call it a Sling Blade. He calls it he a, calls Kaiser, it a blade. Kaiser Blade. <laughs> he makes that very clear over and over. He says it over and over again, like it's some sort of poem. Dude, okay. The best overwritten scene in it was when John Ritter, R.I.P., God rest his Soul. This actually, this movie did make me kind of miss John Ritter a little bit. I like him as a performer, but so. Yeah, I like John Ritter as an actor. Um, but but I, it was just the funniest thing. It's like he gets lunch with Carl, who's Billy Bob, uh, and he wants to talk about the living situation because Billy Bob has moved in with this woman to to live in her garage as kind of like a roommate slash. He's gonna help out around the house while he goes to work during the day. Yada yada yada. Hang out with the kid, and but this but her best friend played by John Ritter. Wants to sit down and have this lunch with him To talk about the situation Because she has this fucked up boyfriend And all And instead of saying that He goes I'm gonna get right to the point point." And then he goes on a five minute long Build up Mushlewag monologue where in the middle of the climax of the monologue is he's just going, I'm gay. Do you understand? I'm gay, 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 gay. And it's kind of like, all right, dude. Like, like, okay. Like I, I like, I understand he's, he's talking about his struggle, but, but he's talking about his struggle as a gay man in a small town, which I totally understand. But just the way it was written was just so – like why would he tell this to this fucking dude who's clearly mentally challenged, clearly yeah. like like something's going on? Why would you sit him down to highlight how gay you are when really what you're actually doing is warning him about the bad boyfriend? Yes. Because that was so the point of the conversation.
0: My favorite quote from that interaction is – uh, Carl, I'm gay. Do you know what gay is? Yeah. Carl, Carl goes, I don't reckon. <laughs> John Ritter Vaughn says, it means that I like men sexually. Sexually. <laughs> God damn it. This movie fucking sucks, bro. God, this just, and this so... is an overarching theme in the movie where yeah. characters meet each other and then go on a five minute monologue where they tell this brand new person their life, their life story.
1: Right. <laughs> and everyone just wants to tell this like this mentally challenged dude, everything about their lives. Yeah. Yeah. God, and it's always just the most sad, the most, like, ridiculous, the most – there's no levity in the movie at all. And, like, whenever there is points where you're laughing, it's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing at this. Like, I feel I feel like – it. like, I don't think they were going for a joke, but while I'm watching him walk down the street with another – with a woman, a love interest, who's –
0: you know, that's also forced
1: got upon some, him that
0: also works at the grocery store,
1: yeah. <laughs> and she's just huffing cigarettes down and looks angry,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, how many points? I, I counted know. three points in this movie where, in the middle of a meal, people were told leave, like, yeah. They're in the middle of a meal and it's like, go get me my guitar right now. And they're in the middle of a meal later and they're like, why don't you two go take a walk around the block? It's like, yeah,
1: they just started
0: eating. I just put this food on my plate. You go take a walk around the block. Fuck you. <laughs> when they so I watched the movie with Andrea and when they brought in the mentally challenged girl from the grocery store to meet the mentally challenged man Andrea goes oh my god did they bring a mentally challenged girl to have dinner with him and I said, yep she goes this is the stupidest fucking movie I've ever seen
1: <laughs> oh my god the whole time I'm watching them do this, I'm like, "Why are you forcing this upon these people?" Right. Like, like especially him. Like he, I don't know. I don't know. This. Oh my god. There's so many points in
0: this movie that just drive me up a fucking wall. So, so. Carl gets out of he gets out of the thing. He befriends this little boy. The little boy's mom decides to let Carl live in their garage. All the meantime, all at the same time, Carl's working. In a, a shop where he fixes small engines and he's really fucking good at it, apparently. He's a savant with small engines. Yeah. And the boy's mom has a ruthless douchebag of a boyfriend named Doyle Hargraves, who's played by Dwight Yoakam, country music superstar. Yeah. And I got to tell you. He's pretty good. I think Dwight Yoakam. Was probably the best performance in this
1: film. He absolutely was the best performance in this he's film. He's fucking outstanding. <laughs> he's so good. He's the only person I believe for a second. Yes. He's the only person not wearing a ridiculous outfit. He's like, <laughs> like and the mom. You know, the mom's good too. And it sucks that I don't have I've done three times. Law's on my side. I play cards
0: with Chief of Police JD Sheldnut.
1: <laughs> get the fuck out of my house <laughs> Stop. holy shit horribly it's really ignored good. ignored by the academy who billy bob thornton was not ignored he was nominated for best actor for this cartoon <laughs> character that he played
0: this cartoon character, this cartoon version of the South.
1: Yeah, yes. So
0: we're from the South, and I know I do a lot of shitting on the South, but kind of, in I my, my opinion, it's good-natured because I enjoy where I'm from. I enjoy yeah. being from Texas. Um, and like you said, I just kind of make shit up. But uh, it feels like they just kind of made a whole bunch of shit up about the South. Well, it's and, it's in like, Arkansas.
1: yeah. I don't know if that makes a difference. I don't know either. I mean – I had a buddy so, in high school get arrested there because he was he was streaking at a skate park in the fall. <laughs> That's amazing. That's really all uh, I know about it. read some reviews
0: of this, um, and the L.A. Times and the Washington Post were obviously in bed with Miramax because they said that this was a p- quote – this is a quote – a perfect example of Southern storytelling – What? And I'm like, no, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? Tennessee Williams. Thank
1: you. Like, David fucking Sedaris. Like, get out of here. Get out of my face with that bullshit.
0: (laughs) The New York Times actually had an honest review of it, and their thoughts were um, meandering. It meanders to a contrived... Uh, a contrived and convenient conclusion.
1: <laughs> yes. That's super funny. Yeah. The movie was it was did. Damn long. You can see it coming from a mile away. Yeah. I texted Nick you. Carl like. Was- I texted you. Like, is he going to kill Dw- Dwight? Not Dwight. Doyle. Uh, Doyle. Yeah. And then I had yeah. an hour left.
0: You got an hour and a half left. Had, okay. You texted me at the same point – no, it was, it was an hour. Yeah. You texted me at the same point where you and I both had the exact same thought at the same point in the movie. Yeah. When I looked at it, I thought, OK, I know that he kills Doyle. That's got to be the next scene. Right, right. And I looked down, and there's 51 minutes left in this fucking movie.
1: And you don't even get to see it. You don't even get to see the gore. I don't think they could afford the special effects. <laughs> I mean, that that, that must be mean, what it was on the budget. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's already rated R. I don't understand why we couldn't have seen him just like fucking wail down on Dwight Yoakam's fucking head. That would right. have been amazing. Not have it just off screen. How boring is that shit? Right. Um. You know who he lost uh the Oscar to for best actor? Yeah. Who? Nicolas Cage leaving Las Vegas.
0: Brother, this must have been a weak fucking year. Because <laughs> I know this is the year that English Patient won Best Picture.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I don't even know if I remember that movie.
0: It's a slog of a film.
1: Yeah, dude. I wrote it, down that this this is the hedonistic 90s at its worst. It, um, and, uh, and then I made a note that I wrote that when a, during his baptism scene. Oh, my God. I wanted to jump off a bridge during
0: the baptism. I want to be baptized. Okay, well, why you got that hammer? That was one of their, their two points where they very much attempted to add levity into this film, and one of them was the chubby mentally challenged girl from the grocery store, which... Do you think I'm, so? That ain't 90s humor, I don't know what is. Um, I think that was an attempt at, like, lighthearted humor. Oh, okay. they're going look at them. And yeah. then the point where he comes into their bedroom in the middle of the night with a hammer. it's like, and they're like, why do you have that hammer? And he goes, I don't know. I just woke up with it in my hand. That's not funny. Yeah. The producers were like, we need to add some funny into this movie. And they were like, okay, here's two scenes that don't make no fucking sense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I watched this movie with headphones on, on my iPad (laughs) out on the patio. Yeah. And, um, so I got a really good listen to the score and the, I actually kind of liked the score a lot, even though it um, mainly cause it reminded me of a score I would have written in high school, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is kind of an insult. Saying, you know, it's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I didn't hate it. And I looked it up. I was like, why don't I hate this? Even though it's so cheesy. It's done by Daniel, Lenoy. I think I'm saying that right. And he did the score for Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, there
0: which, you go.
1: Fucking rad. And Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> All I could think to myself was every
0: time there was a transition, it was like, well, here's some more piano music and we're about to get a monologue.
1: There's a lot of guitar in it, too. Yeah. A delayed guitar, like echoey guitar. So it cost $1 million, made $24 million. Nice little chunk of change for Billy Bob there. Yeah. Harvey did his classic campaign and got got them a statue. Yep. Yep. You know, I uh, didn't see his name listed in the credits other than uh, the Miramax. Yeah. Uh, Well, at that time, Harvey Weinstein's name didn't mean shit. He was Miramax.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you, people, like the general public didn't know Harvey Weinstein, but they knew Miramax. And yeah. in Hollywood, people knew, oh, this is a Miramax movie. Harvey's knocking on the door come award season. Hmm. Harvey and Bob. Yeah. So, you know. All right. So just, I guess that, is that our review? I mean, that's our review. I mean, final thoughts on it for me is that the movie, A, reeks of being written by an actor which we know that being written by an actor, there's that could be go that could go a positive or a negative way. This reeks of all the negative aspects of being written by an actor. Yes. Um, it also reeks of all the negative aspects of being directed by an actor. Um, yes. It's too long. Uh, the best phrase I could – the best word I could think of for the pace of this movie was said by the New York Times. It's meandering. It just meanders.
1: God, so much
0: meandering. It's – contrived it's overacted it's a slog of a film it would it's not watchable but the only thing that brings any justice or makes it any type of watchable john ritter is always a good actor you're always going to get quality out of him no matter how bad the words are yeah and dwight yoakam's pretty fucking good
1: yes (laughs) i believed him when he got the shit kicked out of him by a nine-year-old (laughs)
0: <laughs> Holy shit! <Yeah. laughs> okay, he's leaning up against the door, and he goes, "Okay, okay, fuck me, I get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, I get it."
0: <laughs> but yeah, man, that's my thoughts. Any any final thoughts on the blade of sling?
1: <sighs> no, that's it.
0: Cool, perfect. Uh, Speaking now that we don't recommend that you watch that movie. Yeah, we got a couple of recommendsies here for you. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. Wait,
1: wait. We're all gonna die. It's our only guarantee. Just to pass the time, I suggest you listen to me. It's the Matt on Matt podcast recommendsies. Recommendsies, everybody. I've been playing too much John Prine and went to the wrong chord progression there, there we're on not, that first strike. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously we're, uh, we might as well be sponsored by Netflix at this point. Uh, <laughs> no money. Yeah. So you can find all of my recommends on Netflix. I would recommend that you watch Crip Camp. It is. Fun- <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, uh, it's a, it's, so it's a documentary. It's a two hours mm-hmm. long. It's not a series. It's I a hope. movie. Um, and it's pretty great. Uh, it's about a, it's kind of a, um, potentially, uh, not a very politically correct fucking, uh, title because Crip Camp refers to, uh, a camp for disabled people. Oh, see when
0: I, obviously I knew some of that because you had given me tidbits on the, yes. on the film. But when I heard people talking about it on the social media with just the title Crip Camp, I yeah. thought this was about like,
1: uh, reforming gangsters. No, they are saying "crip" as in "cripple" because that's what ah, these, these kids okay. the camp in the '60s, and that's what they were called. That's what they called themselves. That's oh, that was the language okay. of the time. So the, the the slang of it was "crip camp." Gotcha. Um, uh, but it's really just, especially because Netflix has given me PTSD in terms of their fucking documentaries at this point. <laughs> they bring the heat. They just bring the heat. Uh, this is much more of like a feel-good film. Um, at, at least that's my vibe on it. Obviously, there's some kind of sad parts because these people do have uh, more difficult lives than us. And especially in the 60s and 70s, whenever a lot of this takes place, um, they, they, a lot. I mean, a lot of these kids actually ended up on the front lines of the sort of civil rights movement for disabled Americans. uh, Oh, and and ended up like this one woman that went to that camp was really, uh, really heavily involved with getting FDA protections uh, uh, enacted and then enforced. And she was, she's very, she's a paraplegic. I forget her name. I didn't write it down. I'm not doing a full review of this. Um, Oh, but it's really great. It's a
0: really just, great movie. I so I'm assuming that what you're alluding to is the Americans with Disabilities Act.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Which I just I just Googled it. Did not realize that that was not passed until that that was 1990. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking wild to me yeah. that ADA was not a thing until 1990. Right. Like that was passed in our lifetime, dude. Right.
1: And they were um, fighting for Fuck it in me. the 70s. Um, Fuck me! Shut down Fifth Avenue, and that's really only a part of the film. I mean, they—they they, a big part of the film is just them at camp, um, having fucking fun for like oh. the first time in their lives. So it's a really God fun, is, dude. This sounds great. They're they they're all like having sex with each other and getting crabs <laughs> and like hell yeah, <laughs> hell yes. It's kind of like these. It's kind of like ugh, these are. High school kids, like junior Where high I, kids, I, man. but they're like, hey, we're never you gonna know. Get to, they're, they're literally like, we're never going to get a chance like this again. We need to fucking dive in. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah, you know, there's been a long, and I've had this,
0: I've had this talk and it's something that I've read a lot about would be so legalizing prostitution. Now tr- l- go with me on this. You legalize prostitution, and some of the major people that will benefit from the legalization and regulation, of course, right, of a sex industry, would be people that are physically disabled. Yeah, they have yeah. needs just like we have needs. Right, they would benefit greatly from right. legalized
1: sex work. Dude, well, that's actually a thing in Germany. Yes, absolutely, you and can, it's great. Yeah, for there, I saw like a video of a guy with very. I would need functional down syndrome is mm-hmm. the only way I know how to describe it. Yeah, uh, uh, but and he was just like, yeah. Once I started doing this, like I was able to move out of the house. Like after I started getting laid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm maybe, telling maybe you, maybe that's my issue. Uh,
0: uh, I'm um, honest to God. <laughs> I honest to God, I think that there should be, of course, regulate it like they do in um, Amsterdam and in Germany. Yeah. Right. Um, You know, a lot of people with a lot of problems in their life could really, really um, benefit from some sexual healing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And God. Well, these kids <laughs> went at it at this camp. It was pretty That's funny. One of the, at one point, this one girl with a CP with cerebral palsy. She, uh, I'm not going to say how she said it, but she very. It's a very kind of long process talking to some of them because of their, you know what's right. going on with them. And she describes this instance where she thought she had appendicitis, but then it turned out that she had just had gonorrhea <laughs> and nobody had ever thought to even ask her if she had been sexually active or or anything. And she was just like, Oh yeah. What's gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she told it as a really funny story, which is why I'm laughing. Like she, she thought it was hilarious. She was like, and for a moment, I was kind of proud of myself because I just totally defied anyone's expectations for me. No <laughs> oh, dude, that's dope as hell. I love that for her. I love that yeah. she got
0: to have that moment. I love right. that. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, now you got to get your penicillin shots. But right. like, right. she had a little moment where she was like, huh, look She's at like, me. Uh,
1: nobody ever expected this. <laughs> look at us. Just look at us. <laughs> so it's great. Uh, And another recommendation that I have uh, just to kill two hours is The Death of Stalin. It's fucking incredible. Uh, It's it's a comedy of – it's like a farcical kind of comedy of manners about the death of Stalin. And it stars like Steve Buscemi, Jeffrey Tambor. Um, It's just got an incredible cast and it's done in such a creative and fun way. It's made by the same people that did Veep. So there's a lot of kind of nice. it's, uh, it's it's there's like you know moving shaking cameras and and um, following people and like people getting pushed off into rooms and having hushed conversations and then being interrupted by a bunch of bullshit and there's all this I mean they are brutal whenever they joke about all the killing in the mm-hmm. gulag and the torture and the imprisoners. And all the prisoners and all this shit, they are just so brutal. Like the scenes are dark, but it's it's so overwhelming over the two hours. And it's just in the background. Like it's not at the forefront or part of the story at all. It's just like these two guards have stood guard for too long. And now they know Joseph Stalin is dead. And they're like, "Okay, you can go back to your barracks. And they turn the corner and then they run right back around from the corner and someone's trying to shoot them in the head. (laughs) Holy shit! Like, it's just it's 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 funny. It's a good. I remember this trailer coming out
0: and thinking I I would love to see that looks like my type of movie. Yeah, Um, check it out. Is
1: it on Netflix? Yes, it is. Yes. Easy. Steve Steve Buscemi is so fucking funny in this movie. He's I can't I most mean, everybody is, but he's underrated just, actors. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so good. I just love him so much. Oh, that's amazing. Anyway. I've got a
0: couple of a uh, couple of recommenzies here for anybody who's kind of into the the entertainment uh, form of professional wrestling. So WWE produced WrestleMania over two weekend, over two days this past weekend.
1: Obviously, now Matt, that's out outrageous. How <laughs> dare they hold a public event full of people?
0: It wasn't full of people it was in front of no crowd
1: oh sorry it was
0: it was held on a closed set and they had to cycle people in and out based on the number of people in the building it was actually done very responsibly but still obviously there is a threat and some people with health issues did have to pull out of their matches um roman reigns the number one top guy in the company has uh, he just came back he's in remission from leukemia he came back less than a year or about a year ago from a um leukemia diagnosis so he still has he obviously still has leukemia it's just in remission and he still has um uh what's the the treatment jesus christ chemo. uh chemo he still has chemo in his system That's so shit. he's very susceptible to coronavirus so yeah. he pulled out of his world title main event match Man, against. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there. And um, Mike Mizanin, the Miz, he's his uh, elderly mother-in-law lives with them. So he wasn't taking the chance he pulled out of his match. Um, But, yeah, so they had to get really creative with some of the matches, um, because obviously, like the Undertaker, who's 54 years old, him wrestling in front of an empty arena is not really going (laughs) to be very good. So. (laughs) They came up with a a, uh, basically a short film concept match and it's called the Boneyard match him and AJ Styles and it is a short film movie fight and it is out fucking standing. It was one of those things that everybody going into it was like, oh, God, what the fuck is this? Like, what are they going to do with this? And then it was badass. It was so fucking good. AJ Styles is, you know, your classic piece of shit asshole heel in this match in the great way. It starts off with the hearse pulling up. And then two druids get out and they pull the <laughs> casket out of the back of the hearse. And you're thinking, OK, here comes some cheesy Undertaker entrance. And they made this like really personal beforehand with AJ. Like, what are you even doing here? Your matches have sucked for the past five years. You don't belong here anymore. But we all know why you're here. And he like starts talking shit about the Undertaker's wife. So the Undertaker comes out of character and cuts this promo. And it's like fucking great. But then the hearse is pulling up at the beginning of this thing, and they're in a graveyard, and they pull the casket out of the back. And you're like, here comes your cheesy Undertaker entrance. Casket opens up, and it's AJ Styles, and he's laughing maniacally, and it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) And then you hear a motorcycle rev up, and here comes the fucking Undertaker on a motorcycle with Metallica playing in the background. And it's like, it's fucking dumb. Yes. Um, they stripped away a lot of the artifice of The Undertaker and blended together two characters of his. Oh wow. So in the early two thousands, The Undertaker had a character remodel where he became the American badass where he was just a biker. Yeah, he didn't do any of like the dead man magic that the Undertaker, the dead man character used to do with (laughs) this. They blended together the American badass and the dead man. So he's just this old badass biker dude who's going to come and punch you in the fucking face. But he's also throwing fire at you like it's fucking dope. (laughs) And it's fuck. It's phenomenally done. This short film of a match. It's about 20 minutes long. Okay. If you get a chance to hop on the WWE network, check this thing out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns to it and the, the moments and beats in it are great. The ending of it is fucking perfect and amazing. I, I really enjoyed this and I normally am not a big fan of what I would call pro wrestling out of context because the yeah, context right. of this is an athletic um, combat sports show. Uh-huh. In front of a crowd, receiving this show, um, a story told—that's how you tell the story. So I'm not normally a fan out of context, but god damn, dude, they really nailed this. And like hey. even Andrea, who's hi- hypercritical of wrestling, <laughs> thought this was great. Um, I mean that in a good way. Hypercritical of it, she does not accept bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, other than the boneyard match, I've also. Um, I say I'm in the middle of, but I'm more towards the beginning still of a book yeah. called The Power Broker. It's by Robert Caro, a great um, – Matt informed me. Robert Caro has a series of biographies that he's done. This is a biography on Robert Moses, the city planner and head of construction for New York City for a long, 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 long time.
1: Yeah, you've talked he, about this guy before on the podcast.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, diving into his life and mindset and the power he had in this city – Mm-hmm. Guys, this shit it is an as an outstanding book and look at a person that um, a megalomaniac, I guess, is the best way to put. Yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Fair.
1: Dive in. It's a great. Caro, book. Caro loves doing the doing biographies about about lunatic power hungry people. Yeah, dude. And this is
0: right up that alley, brother. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, he wrote uh, a series on LBJ. And actually, like moved to Sam to like outside of San Marcos. Oh yeah, uh, to write it, and he like ended up staying there for like twenty years, working on all these books. Holy shit! Yeah, because he just felt like he, and he's like a New York Jew. Like he, and he moved down there like in the eighties, and everybody's just kind of like, who the fuck is this guy knocking on my door asking about Lyndon? All these Texans that like hate Lyndon Johnson that knew him in his 20s. <laughs> oh, shit. I
0: know Robert Caro. He yeah. watched this. Um, I just looked him up, saw his picture. He there's this great series by uh, that documentarian. Um, he did the Civil War. He did. Ken Burns. Um, Ken Burns. Ken Burns and I think his brother or something did a one on the history of New York City.
1: Robert Caro is all over that thing. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Fucking he, great! Is his? his uh, he's a New York to Texas guy. That's which sick. I think is funny. He's still alive, eighty-four years old. Going, yeah, he's strong. kicking. He did a. Oh, uh, he did the same. He did really, he did a really interesting interview on a uh, Conan's podcast. Oh yeah! Oh yeah. fuck! I would love to see that.
0: Yeah. Conan's been churning out good content during this man. Yeah, he's great. He's a legend. God, I love that man. But you know, um, I think it's time to get some stuff off our chest. Yep. Our it's favorite t- and longest running segment.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't no. at me. Don't at me bro, don't at me bro, don't at me bro, At me bro, don't at me bro, don't at me bro, don't at me bro. Don't don't at me, bro. At me, bro. No. Oh yeah.
0: Do not at me bro. Don't at me, you overzealous corona <at these> <loves> fear mongers.
1: Yeah, guys, I understand that everything is shit and uh, and we need to take this seriously, but stop with the fucking nonsense on social media where you're just screaming at people that are trying to live their lives. Yeah. So uh, one of
0: our favorite comedians and a man that we respect, you, you may have stories, but we still respect Mark fucking Marin. Yeah. I adore Mark Marin. Yes. Um, he posted a very... To me was a fucking innocent question. Yes. Hey guys, is it okay if I go for a drive? And the first comment was some up her own ass Karen just screaming about how he's a piece of shit, entitled, white privilege, blah, 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 blah. Because he asked if it was okay to go for a drive. How
1: dare he? How dare you? How dare you? Were the words she used, and like, and she wasn't the only one. No, there was she a pile was. on. There was a pile yeah. on, and it and was it, just absurd. And normally, absurd. normally, I'm a fan of piling on Marin because I feel like he brings it on himself. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, yeah. But uh, but this was just crazy. I mean, it's just so dumb, and 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 that's something that I'm seeing a lot of. I mean, I'm just seeing a lot of extreme. Sort of like insanity on the mm. from people that I have never would have expected it from. Like I have a a former teacher that's like posting about some chiropractor that's calling this a hoax. And it's like yeah, I'm sure that guy thinks it's a fucking hoax, and he has doctor in front of his name because he went and got a doctorate in chiro in misca, in massage school, like <laughs> bone crack in college. Yeah, like they like, get the fuck out of here, like like. Don't spread that disinformation. Don't tell yeah. people. Don't tell people that they're pieces of shit if they want to go on a drive. By the way, going on a drive, from my understanding, totally safe. Yeah, I mean, I
0: would. Lo- I wish I could go on a drive.
1: Right. Well, God, I, mean, I
0: wish I could go on a drive.
1: I went on one yesterday. It wasn't. It was actually. I was out for a while, but but it was. I never came into contact with anybody. Kept my own germ pool to myself. Disinfected my car, both coming in and at, in and out. Like it's it's not, which I still think is a little overkill. Just because all I'm doing is going from my my couch to my car, like walking right. 20 feet. Like, um, but nonetheless, it's like this is there, there. There are ways that you can still have fun. You don't have to just treat this like a jail sentence. Right. Like, like, God, damn. I mean, I've seen people jump down people's
0: throat for being in their yard. Yes. Yes. Like, you know, and it's just indicative of our fucking culture and our society that all we don't know how to be reasonable, reasonable about anything. Right. Our only response to anything happening is the severe overcorrection. Mm
1: hmm.
0: And it's just annoying as shit. And that Marin thing. Just, really put me over the edge because yeah. I've been seeing it all over social media and it's just like, stay the fuck at home. Yeah. First of all, don't fucking yell at me. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> Don't fucking cuss at me unless you want to end up on don't at me, bro. Right. And right. like I had that kind of mentality of when somebody's screaming something at me, I want to do the opposite. I'm not going to do the opposite because I understand the stakes that we're up against right now. Right. But I am going to shit on you on my podcast. Right, right. You can go fuck yourself for being such an overzealous prick. (laughs) Don't
1: (laughs) at me,
0: bro. Don't at me, bro. Jesus. Now we want to take a special moment. Um, This is a specially special moment for Matt Butterfield, Um, one of his legendary, one of his favorite songwriters of all time. Um, John Prine did lose his life to the coronavirus, so we want to close out this uh, episode on a special note, performing John Prine classic "Illegal Smile." Matthew Scott Butterfield. Now,
1: good morning. Things are looking bad. Seems like total silence. Tried to stare me down and won. It was twelve o'clock before. Bankroll, well, it was getting thin. Sometimes seems like the bottom is the only place I've been. Chased a rainbow down a one way street, dead end. And all my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen. No, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality see me tonight an illegal smile it don't cost very much but it lasts a long while won't you please tell the man i didn't kill anyone i was just trying to have me some fun. i sat down in my clothes, with all my overalls just trying to get Inside these walls. Dreamed the police, heard everything I thought. What then? Well, I went to court and the judge's name was I've then? No, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. You may see me tonight with an illegal smile. Don't cross very much. But it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man? I didn't kill anyone. I was just trying to have me some. Well, hot dog. My sister's a nice.
0: Thank you, Matt. That was fantastic. Rest, in, was peace, Rest, Rest in, in peace, peace John.
1: Rest in peace, John. Love you so I'm- much. Thank you for everything. Anyway, on that note, I just want to
0: say out there to everybody, let's let's do things right. Let's take care of each other. Let's also try and be civil to one another. Let's. Yes, indeed.
1: Let's try well, and be civil. Let's just be cool. Yeah. All right. I'll, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> you follow me on Twitter at Twitterfield um, on Instagram at matters. Go to Matt dot net for info about the upcoming show. Once Dallas is back up and running again. Uh, Sandwich theater. And. uh, Oh, oh, stay tuned later this next week's going to be a special episode. Very excited. Yes, absolutely.
0: We're going to have a special episode coming at you next week. More details to come. Just know we're going to have a couple of guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a very different type of Matt on Matt podcast. Right.
1: It's going to be fun for uh, the quarantine. Yep. So I'm
0: Matt Beery. Follow me at Matt Beery 6 on all the social media. Um, hit us up in the emails at MattOnMattPod at gmail.com. And, yeah, this has been You know fun. what? We do have an email. Oh,
1: shit. Shut your fucking mouth. We have an email. Shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> P- <laughs> all right. This segment is called P.S. Post Services, and it's a mailbag pun. Just deal with it. This comes from from Ricardo Leone, a famous architect in Dallas, Texas. He says, Dear Mats, hey, I'm a longtime fan and I've listened to 83% of your shows. This is very... This is a very entertaining podcast you put together, and I love your rapport and personal takes on pop culture, high culture, and everything in between. As an audience member, I learn something uh, new every episode. I do have a criticism for both of you. In a re- recent episode, you got on the topic of Game of Thrones. A, dis- a disagreement arose on the, on the proper way to pronounce Daenerys Tar- Targaryen. After a heated debate, I came to the easy conclusion that both of you were wrong. Matt pronounces it Daenerys. Daenerys. And Matt pronounces it Dernies. While Matt uh, was a hair closer, it does not change the fact that both of these are incorrect. It is actually pronounced Daenerys. Daenerys? Daenerys. A little research could have helped in this effort. Ooh. Fucking asshole in the future. (laughs) He's shit. (laughs) All right, Ricardo. Fuck research. Why don't you do a little research? I've read four thousand pages of these fucking things, and I've said it wrong the whole time. You can't stop me. God damn it! In the future, please consult an expert in the field. Oh, that is all. Carry on, Ricardo. Yes. Oh, P.S. I would probably listen to 100% of shows if you would put us put it on Spotify. Well, all right. Well, buddy,
0: you keep talking up this Ricardo guy, and I kind of want to punch him in the throat.
1: Ah, he's the she's the <laughs> shit.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. But um, no, thanks for pointing it out. Um, I do think you could have been a little less prickish about it, but. <laughs> Yeah, all right, <laughs> I'm fucking with them. I'm fucking with them. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, bro. Thanks for sending in an email. Yeah. And uh, anybody out there wants to hit us up, hit us up.
1: Hit us up. We're here that, for you. That was PS. Matt on Matt PS. Matt on Matt PS. All righty, y'all have a good
0: one. Adios, fuckers.